You're listening to the My Three Picks podcast. I'm your host, Mark Ages. On each episode of the show, we'll be talking with some really interesting people who will be sharing three of their favorite pictures with us. Maybe it'll be pictures they've been in, pictures they've taken, or pictures they just really like. But the common thing between all the pics will be that there's something important or meaningful to those pictures that has had an impact on their lives somehow. So sit back, get comfortable, and let's get on to the podcast. Welcome back to the My Three Picks podcast. It's great to be back with you, with everybody. I've got to say, you know, there's there's one thing I really admire about my guest's uh, photographic work uh, today, and that's how he like seamlessly just integrates the natural surroundings into his pictures. I mean, there's, there's tons to appreciate. There's tons to like about uh, his photography, but that's one of the things I really like best. And it's just, he does an incredible job of doing that. It's not, To me, it almost seemed like an integration between like, you know, those National Geographic magazines that I used to look at when I was a kid, but I'd also kind of look at Elle and, you know, Vogue, and I'd kind of stitch the two together. And then out of this would come this incredible editorial work. So he's phenomenal at doing that. Um, adding to that, you know, just the the subject work or the work with people that he does, um, they just seem so completely at ease. Uh, they, they're styled very, very well. Uh, and the finishing and composition of his shots are exquisite. It all makes for what I think is an incredible visual experience. So without any further ado, my guest today is photographer Erwin Lowen. Erwin uh, lives and works in Elmer, Ontario, not too far from Toronto. Um, he's an incredibly accomplished fashion photographer, portrait photographer, and uh, he does weddings too. I mean, you know, lots of photographers do weddings. He does them too, and he does a great job at it. I've been a fan of his for a long time. Uh, I'm so glad he could come on the show. So Erwin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor to be here. Oh, it's, it's great. I mean, I, I, love, I love that you said you'd get into it. So let's get straight to it. So, and I kind of mentioned this in, in my intro a little bit, you, you know, you work you, you do a great job of kind of in integrating the natural environment into your work. Has that, was that always been a focus for you? I know, I mean, we can, we'll talk about it later. You know, you, you, you live outside the city, you, you live in the countryside. Like, is that a focus for you? Um, well, it really goes back to the roots of how I started. Okay. And who I am as a person and what my family was and that kind of stuff. Like uh, my parents, they came to Canada uh, in their mid twenties from Mexico. I have a um, Mexican Mennonite heritage. And if you're not familiar with it, that means that uh, German people were down in Mexico and they lived completely segregated anyways. Uh, so they came back up to Canada and uh, they came to Canada extremely poor. Like we're talking, um, dad had borrowed $50 to get here. He had a bunch of debt. He knew no English. And uh, so I was born here and I grew up with very little. Mm. So I had to learn how to, without any equipment whatsoever, Yeah get good photos. Right. And I didn't have access to a studio. I lived in the country. So it was like, okay, I need to find a location where I can shoot stuff that right, right. looks good. And uh, so I came from very humble beginnings that way in that it was me and my camera. And to this day, that's how I shoot. Right. 
Um, I don't shoot with a big entourage of people or anything like that. It's me, a, a, a model, sometimes a makeup artist, my camera, and sometimes a reflector. Right. But um, often I'm just using natural objects around me as reflectors. So yeah. um, that's where my love of the nature thing came in because right. I needed it in yeah. order to get my shot. You know, when you're working with with wedding photography, for for example, like uh, you know, you, you have to have a bit of a a light setup, right? You've got to have artificial light sources, I'm sure, on set, like just in case, right? Like, where did you where did you build your skills in that space? Um, Trial and error, or I yeah, well, okay. So when I was 16 years old, like I said, I did not have a camera. My yeah. family did not have a camera. I was using the schools, and um, it was. I don't know if I was 17 by the time I actually got my own, but there was a local camera shop and I went in and there was a guy by the name of the camera shop was called David Ritchie. And the guy by the name of David was, was running the shop. Mm. And I told him I needed a camera and uh, he pulls a point and shoot off the, cam- uh, off the shelf. And I'm like, no, I need something better than that. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up buying a Nikon 601. Like this is in the days of film, of course. Yeah. And um, I had no money. I yeah. honestly had no money. So he agreed to put it on a payment plan for me, $50 a month. Right. And um, so I gave him a bunch of post-dated checks for $50 a month. And the first couple of months went okay. Yeah. <laughs> then... Um, I think it was probably about the third month then I walked in and I said, David, I'm not going to try to uh, hide from you. Yeah. That check is going to bounce. There is no money for that. And he said, well, why don't you come in every day after school and work off your debt? Hmm. And it was David Ritchie that taught me pretty much everything technical that I knew about photography that I needed to you know, that saved me from going to college for it or anything like that. Right, right. And um, so I worked off my debt. He gave me a part-time job after school. And after the debt was paid off, he's like, do you want a job? And right. I was like, heck. So <laughs> I worked for him for the next several years. Now, he just had a like camera shop. And so I learned how to develop my own stuff. Mm. I was his lab technician. Um, and he was also a natural light photographer. Mm-hmm. So he taught me how to look at natural light. And we would play games when there was no customers in the store of looking outside and trying to guess what the exposure would be looking outside. Like right. just if we pop up our camera right now, I'd go, okay, at ISO 400, F 5.6, I think it's at 500th of a second and right. he'd hum and haw a little bit and goes, eh, yeah. you're a little low on that. I think it's about a thousandth of a second today. <laughs> and then we pull out a camera and we check it and yeah. we'd have a game like that. And it really, really honed my skills of looking at light. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what he taught me was how to uh, find directional light and how mm-hmm. to create directional light in the real world. Mm-hmm. I do at this point in time, I, um, I do seminars, if you will, mm. uh, on 
creating directional light in the real world. Right. And so, yes, I did learn some flash photography from him. Yes, I do have a studio set up at this point in time. Yeah. I hate using it. And mm. when I'm at a wedding, um, I'm not going to use it unless it's raining outside. Right. I'm going to go find or create directional light. So what, and just, I mean, in that, so just getting on to just slightly shifting gears here, but like talking about like work stuff. So you, you mentioned before we came on air to the, you know, you work not just in photography, but you, you do other stuff as well. Like, tell me about your, tell me about your mix. Like what's the blend here for you for photography and what the other stuff you do, which we didn't talk about. Okay. Right. So I live on a farm mm. and uh, you will only catch me in the city when I'm there for a job. Right. Uh, drive in. I do what I got to do. I drive out. Mm -hmm. And um, so on the farm, I, I have 150 acres. Uh, I raise my own beef. I have my own horses. Um, as far as the cash cropping that is done on my farm as well, I do not take care of that myself. I rent that part out. Okay. So I just take care of the animals portion and mm -hmm. the fencing and whatever else comes along with that. Yeah. Um, so that takes up a portion of my time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, often every day that takes up a portion of my time. And then on top of that, my dad uh, is a mechanic that, and also an engineer that helped invent, he was on the R&D team, um, to create a combine that picks tobacco. So, you know, when I was a kid, tobacco was picked by hand. Yeah. And now all the farmers use this combine to pick the tobacco. Right. And so about 12 years ago, my dad lost his business partner that uh, was helping him with these combines. And, um, he asked me if I would start helping. Now I'm already kind of, I love working with my hands. Yeah. And um, over the years, like even at 16 years old, like how I was paying for things was I had a part-time job welding after school for my dad. Right. Right. And um, so I already had a lot of experience of um, working in a shop. And so what I do at this point is when summer rolls around and by summer, I mean, anytime after May until September. Yeah. I actually work as a mechanic with my dad as well. Okay. So if I wanted to make it sound fancy, I could say I'm a combine technician. <laughs> but, um, you know, really, I'm just a grease monkey. Hey. Combines, you know? Hey, it's all right. And, that's what, uh, you know, that, that, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, though. I mean, like, you know, and maybe this is like probably a good transition into your first uh, image, uh, that you shared with me. Um, and I, I'll tell you like straight up. So I, I'm always, I'm curious about, you know, one's aesthetic, um, and not just yours, but just gen in general photographers aesthetic, you know, but what's kind of intriguing to me. And I say this in like the most complimentary way is you have this side of you that's working for Sterling trucks and helping your dad, 
you know, in the tobacco fields doing what you do. And as you said, a self-described grease monkey. But on the other hand, you've got this incredible aesthetic in like fashion photography, for example. Right. And so- Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I mean, yeah, no, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, I th I, I, that's interesting to me. And I, I think to a lot of people, you know, because that's to me, the, there's a there's a there's a curious story about the grease monkey and the fashion photographer there and just the aesthetic you know <laughs> like what's the connection erwin what's the connection um where, where does the love of this okay. come from so you know how i said earlier i was drawing right well when yeah. i was drawing i was drawing cindy crawford i was drawing claudia schiffer i've always yeah. been attracted to female female beauty mm -hmm. um and uh, at the same time, though, I'm also a very logical person. I'm a very realistic person. Um, I'm a very, I think, a very grounded person, and I'm a very real person. Right. Um, so for me, like having this country lifestyle and how I was raised, like I was working always as a child. We had to in order to make ends meet. Sure. And so what we did, for instance, growing up is um, when other kids were calling it summer holidays, we were calling it summer work days because sure, we just went sure. straight to working. Yeah. And that at that point, it was all field work. We were literally picking um, tomatoes, cucumbers, whatever. And that's what my parents then used that money in order to pay mortgage stuff. Right. And, um, and I've never lost that love for or working with my hands. Yeah. Um, at the same time, because I am not willing to go to the city, I have to, there's where I live here in Elmer, which is two hours away from Toronto. I can't make a full-time living doing fashion out here. Right. And so I have to do something else other than just that. Mm -hmm. And for me, life is about balance. So I love doing that part of it. Um, I love integrating uh, my surroundings, my my home around here into my photos. So yeah. this case of of Kristen in the in the wheat field, well, that's what I'm surrounded with here. So sure, sure. I look at that and go, hey, there's something here. Let's get out like, so just like bridging on that idea of kind of like, you know, you, you shooting uh, in the space that you love is, is a photo, is a photograph always uh, new for you? And I'm, what I mean by that is, do, do you start out maybe doing a shoot on the farm or one evening in August and you say, hang on, I've, I shot this same photo like last month. <laughs> like I need to do something new. Like I, I can't shoot uh, this wheat field. Okay. As much, yeah. As much as guys get stuck in a rut shooting in a studio. Yeah. I get stuck in a rut shooting out where I do. Right. You, you go to what you know works and what's safe. Right. And that is why like right now, if, if you're like, Erwin, I want, I want the best shot you can give me. Yeah. I already know where I'd take you. I know what's safe. I know what works. Yeah, yeah. And I was just looking. So it was very interesting when I was looking at you asked me to find three photos. Yeah. This was a challenge. Oh, that is the challenge, yeah. I went for two weeks of like, yeah. oh my goodness, like pouring through photos going, 
Like, what am I going to choose here when yeah. you have literally millions of photos over the course of, you know, my oh, career? Yeah. And um, I'm looking at it and I've decided that I shot my best stuff in 2017, 2018. And um, at times I'm looking at this as well and going, man, when I was a younger photographer, I took bigger risks than I do now. Right, right. Because now I go to what I know is safe and what I know works, like I already said, right? Yeah, yeah. And people come to me for a certain aesthetic at this point in time. Mm -hmm. And so I know that that's what they're looking for. So that's what I try to give them because more often than not now, they're paying clients. Right. Um, whereas if you're just doing a creative test with a muse, and this is where I'm going to go back to Kristen Aubin and that, uh, the photo that, yeah, yeah, that's there. Uh, you can play around and it doesn't matter if you mess up. It sure. doesn't matter if a shoot is a write-off because you're both just having fun doing it. Yeah. It's not for anything other than a creative outlet. Right. So, um, the reason I picked that photo of Kristen is, well, actually, first of all, Kristen picked that photo because she liked that photo of herself. So I told her, <laughs> I want to pick a picture of you because I want to give credit where credit is due. For sure. And she is my most photographed girl of all time. Right, right. I've never photographed another human as much as I've photographed Kristen Aubin. Well, shout out, uh, shout out, Kristen. Yeah. So, you know, if I look at the definition of muse, uh, which I did at one point, I think it said something along the lines of um, someone that inspires. Mm. And I'm like, that would be then the definition of Kristen Aubin. She is my muse okay. because she was, she inspired me for to do so many things. Like I look at a situation and I go, how could I shoot Kristen here? Right, right. <laughs> look at a situation, I'm like, this is amazing, but it just yeah. needs Kristen. You know, so I would, I'd be so inspired by putting her into different places and trying new things. And, and I did so many things with her that allowed me to, uh, experiment, right. To develop the style that I currently have. Right, right, right. As it happens, Kristen was one of the first professional models I ever shot. And okay. she was one of the first girls. She was the second girl that I shot from Chantal Nadeau, okay. uh, the agent that I was talking about in Toronto. And yeah. so over the years, you know, we've just become really good friends. And um, to this day, she inspires me. What a segue. Why don't we go to the horse, uh, your horse, your love of horses. And, um, and it's, it's a theme in a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, Irwin's photos. Uh, yeah equestrian and horses and this photo uh this photo is in haiti am i right it is it is in haiti okay what's the story here because this is i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i like about this photo okay. um i love the framing of it thank you with the arches um the colors are phenomenal um i also think horses are incredible and when you pair all those things together with a great model and the light like it just makes for an incredible photo what like yeah. what's happening in this one for you Okay, um, let me let me talk about horses for a second before we yeah, get into this. Sure. Okay, so love of horses. Uh, again, as I started this conversation, um, my parents came from Mexico. They were yep. Mennonites. Mm -hmm. My parents grew up horse and buggy. 
So when they came to Canada, even though they were driving cars, dad had to buy a horse. Yeah. So I grew up riding horses from like, I think I got my first pony when I was four years old and I've always had a horse. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at my two favorite things, which are beautiful women and horses, of course, if you can put that beautiful woman with a horse, then isn't that the ultimate golden? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, uh, hence, you know, I currently have three of my own horses and I try to shoot with them every chance I get. Oh, awesome. Uh, so I'm down in Haiti, uh, I had been flown down to shoot Miss Haiti. Uh, so the girl on that horse, her name is Gabriella, and she was Miss Haiti, I think it was 2019. Um, that is happens to be an, on an Arab horse, which I also own an Arab, and I was just in love. I'd never seen an Arab buckskin before in real life. Hmm. And uh, the buckskin, by the way, is the color of that horse. Okay. And... Um, one of the things about being a horse person is you understand what the horse is about to do often before it does it. Okay. And that is key when you're going to be photographing it. So did you like, for, for example, for this photo, were you like, um, like, I, like, let's get a horse or were you like, we had a horse or what? <laughs> Well, we ended up um, having access to a whole stable of these Arabians. Okay. And so I got to pick the horse I wanted. Okay. Okay. And um, so, and I got to ride them as well myself. Which is and, cool. Yeah. And, uh, I was totally on cloud nine. I was like, uh -huh. this is a dream beast I'm sitting on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the guy was quite impressed when he realized that I could handle the horse Mm -hmm. So, uh, even though we couldn't talk to each other, uh, there was instantly a trust where he then allowed me to do things with it. Right. Um, that I think otherwise they wouldn't have allowed because I could quickly step in and control the horse when the model couldn't. Right. Cause he was a little bit high strung. Right. And, uh, had they not realized that then I would have constantly had somebody else in that image right next to her. Right. Right like a, a handler a horse handler sure 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 but uh yeah as it happened um they gave me a lot more freedom than i actually thought they would oh cool so did you know like the location like for example for this location did you know what you were gonna you had no idea okay i, I had no clue what i was walking into i walked okay. in this is my dream shoot sure i got it okay like yeah it was it, it came together i yeah, was yeah. like I got a beautiful girl on yeah. a beautiful horse with beautiful light yeah. in a beautiful freaking <laughs> yeah. castle. Like, yeah, like yeah. what else are you going to do? This can't, I can't fuck this up, basically. It's like, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I, I so pose for me, it's everything. It shows the beauty of the place. It At the same time, it, it's... Uh, it's so rustic. I don't know. Everything about this just says me. Like it's it's mm. a photo in it. There's a beautiful girl in it. There's a beautiful location in it. It's natural light. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love even the styling of it. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, the colors, like. Yeah, it, it's all kind of, it, it's bright colors. Well, when I say bright, it's vivid colors, but it's still so muted at the same time. Talk to me about posing for a bit, just in terms of in, in terms of instructions you give 
models too. Like, I mean, do you do, do you do a lot of direction in terms of posing or are you fairly organic just in letting things kind of develop or what's your style? It, it depends on the girl. Yeah. It really does. Uh, there are some girls, um, that I work with that are just terrific models and I just let them do their thing. Like I, I'll be like, Hey, let's do something up against that wall. Like yeah. That's my direction. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Um, whereas, uh, like I already stated, I have shot with a lot of new faces. And when I'm doing that, a lot of these girls have never modeled before. Right. And so I model for them. Right. Right. I get them to mirror me. Right. So the amount of times that I'm behind my camera and I realize just how twisted up I am is yeah. actually quite comical. <laughs> I realize what they must be looking at. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh my goodness, like they've never seen a photographer stand this way. Like I, I've got my legs crossed and yeah. arm on my hip and I'm shooting with one one hand on my camera, <laughs> you know. And uh I'll even you know, my chin's going to be up because I want yeah. them to that too, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I do a lot of modeling behind the camera for what I want the girl to do. And yeah. often what I find, even if I'm shooting with a professional model, mm. you don't have to say anything. If I want her hand on the hip, all I got to mm. do is put my own hand on the hip a certain way. Right. And she'll realize, oh, that's what he wants me to do. Right. And then she'll do it. And we don't even have to communicate it verbally. Right, right, right. Um, so that happens quite a lot with me. I also use, um, my lens a lot in order to get things to happen. For instance, if I'm shooting with a telephoto lens, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's quite long, if you will. And, yeah. and, uh, it's easy to see movement at the end of the lens is that's where I'm going with that. Yeah. So Rather than try to figure out my left or your left, I will simply take my camera yeah. and shake it in the direction that I want them right. to go. I'll say, can you look over there? Right. Rather than going, can you look over to uh, my left, your right, or whatever right. it is. Right. Um, I will just take the lens and do a quick little shake with it. Yeah. So that they know which direction to look in. Yeah. Uh, and I'll do that with head tilts and all, all sorts of stuff. Like I'll take my hand mm -hmm. and I'll pretend I'm grabbing their face. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, 10 feet away or 15 feet away, perhaps even. Sure. And I'm like, can you turn your head this way? Yeah. And they understand that I have just grabbed their face mm -hmm. and I'm turning it a certain way. So you can really fine tune things by doing that. And right. you have to walk up. You don't have to give a lot of verbal communication. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it is then just done with motions. And at the same time, you carry on a conversation. Sure, and sure. And that is what is going to get them to look so relaxed in the photo. Right. And do you, do you think that like, just I, again, I'm, I'm kind of going back to what I talked about earlier, like this connection between Irwin and Irwin's life, you know, the, you know, parents coming from Mexico, living in the country, and yet you're taking some, like you're, you're flying to Haiti to shoot Miss Haiti. Like, you know, 
you have there's there's where does your where is your understanding of a female model come from? Well, I mean, mine goes back to the days of, I suppose, the '90s supermodels, right? Right. I was there too. I'm with you. Right? Yeah, and so you know the guess ads mm-hmm. of the late '90s, well, all the way through the '90s, actually. Um, right into the early 2000s, like that aesthetic really, really is what inspired me. Mm-hmm. And you look at a lot of my photos, even a lot of the girls that I shoot, that I choose to shoot on, on my own time, so to speak, mm. they would fall into somebody that would, like Kristen Aubin, for instance, it's like, wow, she could be a guest model. Right. Um, so, uh, that has just been the look that I was always really attracted to. Right, right. But, um, you know, I think a lot of what's really important is that intentions matter. Mm. Um, and also that you shoot what you consume. Okay. So if you're going to look at smut all day on the computer, mm-hmm. that's what your images are going to end up looking like. Right. However, if you have respect for your subject and um, you don't have any intention of anything other than getting a good image that day, mm-hmm. that's going to translate to the girl as well. Mm-hmm. Um and that is, I think, where a lot of, because I've, I've given this a, quite a bit of thought when, when people are like, how are you getting these really natural looking shots of these girls? I'm like, mm-hmm. because it lacks, because they know that the day ends at the end of the shoot. Right, right. Uh, they know that there is no other intention there other than to get a good shot. Right. I, I think that girls can really feel that vibe. Right, right. Now listen, let's go to your let's go to your third image of this. This is incredible. I love this shot. This is brilliant. Like this is in California. It is. Um, I love shooting in California. Oh my! I mean, the Golden State, right? Like, what's what's not to love about shooting there? Um, now, was this a client shoot? Well, what's happening here? This, I no, mean, that's, that's a creative, stunning, um, shot, stunning shot here. Thank you. That's shot in El Mirage, uh, which is a um, dry lake bed. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to say about two hours outside of, no, maybe two and a half hours. Anyways, they're about outside of LA. Okay. So, you know, I will fly into LA and get out of Dodge as quick as I can. Yeah. I'm all about getting out into the desert. So right, it's, right. it's about tying down the, um, or securing the model that you want to shoot with and yep. getting out of the city. Cause LA itself has nothing for me. Right. The surrounding area is absolutely incredible. It's one, see, it comes back down to that shooting the, you know, that the nineties guest campaign, you know, that dirt stuff. Yeah. Um, So, you know, you've got uh, El Matador beach down in Malibu, like absolutely stunning. You've got um, places like El Mirage, or if you go a little bit further, you got Death Valley, or you get the Joshua trees and that right. kind of, I yeah. love all that kind of stuff. It's so cool. yeah. um, this particular model, um, we actually went down to California together. Okay. And 
we we flew down together. We stayed together for a few days. She did her own thing. I did my own thing. But the great thing about that was I had a model to call on to say, hey, let's go spend a day doing this. Right. And I knew I had her for the entire day without any agencies or anything like that calling to say, oh, you've got a job you just got booked for. Right. So, um, I then, while I was down there, I connected with some, um, uh, a makeup artist, a hair stylist, um, and we just got into my rental car and all went out to the desert for the day. Right, right, right. That was one of the shots we got. Um, It was a fantastic day. It it was horrible when we got out to our location just because of the wind. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, this is the card we've been dealt with. What are we going to do with it? Let's use it. Yeah, exactly. Now, what did you like? Did you, is, did you have a did, did she bring that dress? Like, is or is that a stylist thing, or what's happening there? No, that's mine. Um, so I have a wardrobe of female clothing. Yeah. And if you look through my Instagram, you'll see certain things pop up over and over. Okay. <laughs> being a hashtag Irwin's jacket. Okay. And uh, my jean jacket has been all over the world. <laughs> and. So, um, so that particular dress is actually not a dress. Oh. A piece of fabric, fabric. that I bought at Fabricland. Okay. Uh, so I just had Brilliant. it along with me. We we took a clamp to make a skirt and then let the rest of it blow. That's incredible. And uh, then the hat was the rest of the outfit. <laughs> so we didn't yeah, have to Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, amazing. And when, so when you're down there and you're just connecting with, I mean, just, I'm curious from like a workflow and maybe some other photographers who are, you know, in the same space of doing creative shoots and kind of going to locations, like when you, this may seem like a complete newbie question, but like when you go and you connect with somebody, for example, in LA or another location and you're like, Hey, I'm coming to town. I'm I'm, interested in doing a little creative work. Um, And you connect with like a, a stylist or a makeup artist are you paying for a lot of their time out of your own pocket? Or are you doing creatives with them? And just like, what's, what's your approach to that? Um, I personally, at this point, I'm just doing creatives with them. Yeah. Um, and I try to, of course, give them something that's not going to waste their time. Right. So that to me is the end goal on a day like that is make sure that everybody gets something out of it. Mm-hmm. So even though I was about all the big scenery stuff, mm-hmm. because that's why I'm down there, mm-hmm. I realized, hey, this makeup artist that I'm working with and this hairstylist, they're going to want something for their own portfolio. Sure. So I went in and I also shot some beauty stuff of the girl. Oh, I see. Okay. And that's the stuff they ended up using, right? right. But um, you kind of... Give and you know, take you, Exactly. It's, yeah. it's a team effort at that point in time. And so you have to give everybody what they're looking for. You know, I think so much of art and photography is, is, uh, is about, you know, that, that kind of natural connection and the feeling and like subjective. And I think, I think you take those boxes, I mean, in your work, uh, for me, certainly. And I think for a lot of people, you know, I think they look at your work and say, this is, this is good. This is very good work. Right. And so 
I would naturally put you with Richard and Chris and, and others, you know, That's because such a huge compliment. Thank you. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's true. And so, um, you know, I think I think that that's that's just true. So, uh, so you're welcome. <laughs> and um, in the interest of time, let's yes. let's yes. let's go to your uh, the uh, the fourth shot you gave me, which is is uh, is is again great shot. Uh, woman, beautiful model by truck, great subject, with a whole lot of tobacco plants. And I like. Tobacco leaves. <laughs> tobacco leaves. Tobacco yeah. leaves. Yeah. So those are called baggies. That is the old style of uh, what they call priming tobacco, which really just means picking tobacco. Okay. If you've ever heard uh, the song by Stomp and Tom Connors, um, Tilson Bird. Uh, okay. Go back still leaks when I hear that word. Okay. <laughs> heard that song. Okay. Anyways, yeah. it's out there. Yeah. It's uh, about priming tobacco. Okay. Uh, and uh, so this is the old style. It's not done this way anymore. Um, mm -hmm. I handpicked that tobacco for that shot. Wow. Uh, it is the cover of my farmer's daughter tobacco calendar. Um, right. Yeah. I'm on my fifth year right now. I've just Amazing. started shooting for my fifth year. Um, it's hugely popular locally. Awesome. And um, so... The whole thing with this is that working with my dad on these machines, we have this one uh, client, if you will, one yeah. farmer that we work for. And this farmer happens to be the farmer that supplies the seed for all the other farmers. Okay. And um, every time I would skip a day uh, or leave work early or something like that, because I had a photo shoot to do that evening, yeah. uh, which I did a lot. Um, I'll, I'll work from like seven o'clock in the morning till about three o'clock in the afternoon. And then I'm like, I'm out. I got to photo go. shoot. Yeah. And the next day, the farmer's like, Hey, can I see your phone? I want to see what kind of photo you took yesterday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So this particular farmer, uh, he, every time I, he, he knew I'd done a photo shoot, he'd be like, Hey, can I see a photo from it? And <laughs> so I'd, I'd show him on my phone and he saw this one girl and, and he just randomly says, you know, she'd look really good on that harvester. <laughs> An idea was born. Yeah, there you go. Moment. Yeah. And uh, so as we discussed it, uh, we came up with this idea of, I would shoot a calendar for him that he would use to promote his seed selling business. Okay. Okay. So he, you know, in essence, be, you know, commissioned the calendar. Right. So um, I maintained or i i just told him i want all creative um rights on this like i i don't want you to tell me what to do right. i get to shoot it how i want to shoot it i will put it together how i want to put it together and then i will give you the finished product mm -hmm. and you can then use that to hand out to your clients mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um he basically buys 250 a year that covers all my costs. Okay. And then I have extras that I sell on the side. Okay. Um, so yeah. um, it's, it's a very near and dear project to me personally. Totally. And I am the only person that I'm aware of that's ever done a girl tobacco. <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's a unique claim to fame for you. It's kind of like the Pirelli calendar 
of tobacco. Do you know that you know Pirelli? Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, absolutely. That's hilarious. It's well, I mean, plus it's great photos, right? Like they're, they're good photos too. So well, yeah. And they're all professional models and they're not really farmers daughters, but that doesn't matter. But that doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have time for a quick fire round? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? You have time to post it. It's getting long here. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so what, what's your like favorite setup when you're at home editing photos? Do you like to kind of do it alone? Do you have a cup of coffee with you? Do you have music on? Tell me, what does that look like to you? Um, this will probably be a bit surprising to you because, um, yeah, I don't have an office space. Mm -hmm. I would guess that probably, I don't think I'm overestimating here. 75% of my editing is mm -hmm. probably me lying on my back in bed with my laptop in my lap. Okay. I am not kidding. It's <laughs> okay. Music that I would be listening to. Yeah. Um, it could be blues. Okay. It could be a podcast. In fact, when I listened to the other podcasts that you uh, were doing, okay, okay, I found out about it. Yeah. I like okay. I'm not going to just sit here and listen. I'm going to sit here, listen, and edit. Okay. So, Excellent. Um, I, I might listen to a podcast while I edit. Sure. Um, I, I'll listen to documentaries while I edit. Okay. And switch screens and take a look at what they're talking about. If it yeah, yeah. sounds super interesting and I think I need a visual. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I might do is I might listen to gospel music. Okay. I love gospel music. I played, or not I played, I, I sang in a gospel quartet for many years. Okay. Okay, cool choir for many years so nice. um i do love listening to gospel music while i edit so you're all you're all dialed in with your gospel or your podcast on your laptop in bed i got I'm, I'm i see it i can have a picture and, in my mind. and i do all my editing on my macbook pro i do not have a uh, tablet or anything like yeah. that that i use i literally use my little whatever that touchpad yeah touchpad i do everything on my touchpad wow amazing Amazing. Um, best piece of advice you've been given about work or your work? Um, there is only one sun in the sky. Keep it simple. Good. Nicest compliment you've received about your work. And that could be like, a, you know, a client or like you've been given a job. Like what would be, what, what, what springs to mind? Um, being on this podcast. Oh, hey, winner, <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> being, you know, being in the same group as, you know, Chris Nichols and, and people like that, like that was huge. Uh, Thank you. Um, somebody you'd like to work with um, who you haven't yet. And that could be a model, could be like a, 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 cl a specific client perhaps, or like, a, a you know, Something in that range. Anybody? Well, if I could choose a client, um, I'm not 100% sure that this would still be my first choice because their style has changed. But mm. if guests let me shoot, right? Guess the way they were shooting guests, you know, yes. 20 years ago. Yeah. That would be my dream right there. Okay. Like I could do, if I could go to the desert and do a campaign for them and they said, can you please pretend that we, have the you know guest models of 20 years ago again and do, give us another campaign like that i would love that 
That's it. That's, I think you probably share the same dream as many others would on that. that right? and what I, what I, I don't know why they don't go with back. I don't know. But you know, if you're listening, guess, you know how to get in touch with Erwin. He's here. He's waiting <laughs> for is. you. He's waiting for you. Um, thanks so much for coming on the show today, hey, Erwin. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. I'm, I'm so glad we did. What's like, tell me about something that might be coming up for you that, um, is exciting and a good project that's uh, on the in, in the future. Um, well, uh, in less than a week, I'm heading up north for a week. Okay. Um, I'll be uh, shooting. Get this product photography. Uh, it is actually a very uh, not a well known secret that my main source of photography money right now um, has become product photography thanks to COVID. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know. So, uh, yeah. I don't post my product photography. People don't know I do it. Mm. Uh, but that is actually the majority of my income right now. Oh, interesting. I'm shooting products. Wow. So I have a client that needs me up north. I'll be up there for a week. Um, and uh, Centaur. I hope I said that right. If they're listening, please forgive me if I <laughs> would not say that right. Uh, they are a clothing brand in Toronto. Okay. Uh, they sell high-end coats, uh, wool coats, but they're not just any wool coats. They are alpaca and they're okay. in Ecuador, I believe. Okay. Um, they are coming to my farm to shoot with my horses for their oh, campaign. Amazing. Well, I'm very excited about that. That's uh, cool. I get to use my horses in an actual campaign for the first time ever. That's incredible. Well, I love that. I love how that is, you know, it, it's a dream. It's, it's coming to your world. That's yeah. Perfect. I used That's to say that when I would be good enough, people would come to me. Yeah. And, and it's happening. See, it's happening. It's happening. You are. So like, you I mean, are. I have reached my definition of success. Now <laughs> I got to go bigger goals. I think, I think you're like, I mean, again, if if that is your if that is your definition of success, then congratulations to you. I think you're just scratching the surface. I think there's much more ahead. Um, you know, just in terms of the quality of the stuff you do, the clients you're going to get. I I wish you the best. I really do. I think I think you've a lot of. I mean, you know, we're both adults here, but I wish you all the best in the future. I think you, <laughs> I think you so much. You'll do well. Um, Go to Instagram because it's probably the most up to date. And if you want to get in touch with Erwin, that might be the best way too. Just DM him. Um, yep, you know, that'll uh, yeah, that'll work. So, yeah, once again, Erwin, thank you for coming on. You have now joined the illustrious crowd of people on the My Three Picks podcast. The uh, elite crowd at that. Elite crowd. <laughs> so you've made it, um, and you've made uh, you made my day from coming on. So again, thanks so much. Well, thank you for having me. Okay, well, that was a lot of fun. Um, amazing. Thanks to Erwin uh, Lowen for coming on the show today. I love seeing, I, lo I love how he integrates just the beauty of his natural surroundings and his passion for that into his photography and meshes that so easily with just really high quality fashion and beauty photography. It's amazing stuff. Um, stay tuned. Coming up, we've got some great uh, new interviews coming up in the next uh, little while. Uh, I've taken a little break, so it's nice to be back on the air. And, you know, looking forward to talking to more people, shooting more this fall, and telling more stories about what jazzes and gets creative people to do what they want, which is create. 
So stay tuned, tune in, and until then, take care, everybody. Bye.